1: Hello and welcome to Philosophy for Our Times, bringing you the world's leading thinkers on today's biggest ideas. What exists? Why is there anything at all? Are there realities beyond physics? What is consciousness, personal or cosmic? Robert Lawrence Kuhn, host of the long-running Closer to Truth television series, acclaimed website, has spent over 20 years interviewing the greatest thinkers and exploring the deepest questions. In this episode, he uncovers the common thread running through the most profound mysteries of existence and human sentience. Robert Lawrence Kuhn is the creator, writer, host and executive producer of Closer to Truth. He has written and edited over 30 books, including The Mystery of Existence, Why Is There Anything at All?, and Closer to Truth, Challenging Current Belief. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like and subscribe on your platform of choice and visit ii.tv for hundreds more podcasts, videos, and articles from the world's leading thinkers. It's now time to welcome Robert Lawrence Kuhn philosophy for our times.
0: Welcome to asking ultimate questions. I'm Robert Lawrence Kuhn. I'm the creator and host of closer to truth, a long running series on public television in the US extensive website and YouTube channel that presents scientists and philosophers asking and trying to answer ultimate questions. Ultimate questions explore the most fundamental levels of existence, awareness, or meaning in categories or areas of knowledge that we deem important. Now, I'm going to begin by giving you a whole list of ultimate questions that we cover on Close to the Truth. These are just just some of them. Now, I don't want you to think too hard about any of them. But just let each one kind of wash over you so you get the the whole feeling of what ultimate questions are all about. Then we'll figure out how to deal with them. Okay, let's begin. Here are some ultimate questions. How did the entire cosmos come about? Now, the entire cosmos means not just our universe, because there may be more than that. So how did it all come about? How did our universe begin? Is cosmic inflation real, chaotic, and eternal? That's the dominant theory about how the universe began, but there are challenges to it. Will our universe end in heat death? That means the death of heat, so there's no more heat, there can't be anything happening because all is is dispersed. Is that our ultimate um, um, final end? Is our universe infinite? There are different different theories, some say finite, some say infinite. Even if there are multiple universes, our universe itself might be infinite. Are there multiple universes, a so-called multiverse? Is our universe fine-tuned for life and mind? Because the the, uh, constants of physics have to be so close to a, to a, a tolerance limit that if there were any different, there couldn't be structure, there couldn't be stars or planets, and certainly there couldn't be life and mind. Could our universe be a simulation that uh, some other intelligent beings in another universe or a different part have have uh, put on a computer? This is very A very serious um, uh, theory about how the universe, uh, our universe, is. Uh, There are many uh, arguments for that. Um, I don't find them terribly persuasive, but I think they they offer deep insight into the nature of reality. Are there alien intelligences? What are the deepest laws of physics? Is there a final theory of everything, which is a final theory of physics? What are the foundations of quantum mechanics? Uh, Quantum mechanics is enormously effective, can be calculated to 10 or more decimal points in terms of its accuracy, but what does it really mean? in terms of superposition and, and entanglement. These are very critical elements to understand. In quantum te- mechanics, is it, is it fundamental, quantum field theory? Is that the, is that the deepest level that we have? M- most people think, no, there, are, there, there's the, there must be something below that, whether it's string theory or other, other theories need to explain that how to harmonize general relativity with quantum mechanics that's the the big uh, holy grail in physics uh, today because both general relativity talks about the structure of the universe and, 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 gravitation. Uh, but quantum mechanics deals with the, the very, the, the most micro level. And when you go back to the origin of the universe, the two blend together, black holes, they blend together. So how do they work together? They, at this point, they're still fighting each other. Does strong emergence defy prediction? Now, strong emergence is the idea that, that, um, when you have things that you can't explain such as, consciousness today, a physicalist theory would say that that is the product of what's happening at the more foundational levels of the neuroscience, the chemicals, the electrical activity in the brain, and it kind of emerges. So the key question is, we know emergence happens in many different ways. For example, H2O, if you have two molecules of of hydrogen and one of oxygen, if you have oxygen gas and hydrogen gas, it doesn't seem rational. You put them together and suddenly you have something that's wet Uh, or that can freeze, Uh, but you can predict that from the structure of the molecules and how the hydrogen and the the oxygen are, are aligned with each other. But are there things that you could not do that? Is there emergence? That's called strong emergence. What is time, a critical aspect of physics, is time travel possible, we deal with these on Closer to Truth very significantly, is space quanti, space to us looks like it's just a, a flowing um, a kind of environment, uh, an ether that just is, is, is all the same, but people think that maybe in its smallest form, uh, space is, can be divided into, into parts, and that like uh, quantum theory in, in physics. Do black holes or the Big Bang have true singularities? That's what the prediction says, but what is a true singularity where if the density is infinite and the space is essentially zero? What does that, what does that mean? Is mathematics discovered or invented? Uh, a very deep question in terms of uh, understanding reality. Uh, are there realities beyond physics? Now, physicalists and materialists would say, no, that's a self-contradiction. Physics and and the physical world is all there is. But uh, many people, certainly those who are religious or people who see other um, ideas about consciousness uh, in the universe or or people who believe in various religions would say there are realities uh, uh, beyond physics. Remember, when we ask ultimate questions, we're not saying we believe these things. We're saying these are the kinds of questions that give us the deep, Deepest sense of what reality is. What is causation? Now, we see billiard balls on table. When one hits the other, they move. That's obviously a causation. Well, in quantum physics, causation becomes different. Some people can talk about backward causation or backward causation in, in, in time. That seems uh, Um, highly illogical, but in quantum physics, there may be those kinds of uh, events. So causation is a deep philosophical and a scientific question. Now, of course, some of the big ones, what is consciousness? Is consciousness fundamental? What that means is that is consciousness um, at the most irreducible level of reality? Does it exist there? Many theories say that it does. Religious theories, certainly, whether the consciousness is God or some other things, Eastern religion have a kind of a cosmic consciousness. Um, But physicalists believe, of course, that consciousness is derivative, that it's the product of the evolution of brain that eventually leads to to consciousness. Uh, Most people would believe in evolution in either case, but some would say that physically it's impossible for mental experiences and awareness uh, to be derived from anything physical. So that's the, the critical question there. So is consciousness fundamental? Is it cosmic Ask the question, is, is there something greater than the human consciousness that each of us understand? Um, again, many Eastern religions believe in, in a kind of cosmic consciousness. Are persons all material? Um, are we only made of flesh and blood and, uh, and physical, uh, explainable in, in, in terms of physics and chemistry? Um, and then the, uh, the opposite of that, do persons have souls? Uh, many the traditional uh, religions, people throughout time have largely uh, believed in that. The, the soul can be immortal, which goes back to Plato and many religious traditions, uh, or it can have various features that uh, different, uh, different religions have had over time. What maintains personal identity? Why am I the same person today that uh, I was when I was five years old? My, my uh, hair was different. Uh, my every molecule in my body was different. It turns over maybe every few weeks, every few months that uh, nothing is the same. What, what, maintains that personal identity that i always feel on me do we have free will free will is a major topic on closer to truth we deal with it extensively uh we have many videos uh, on that it's it's not a simple question i can assure you uh is morality absolute or relative does morality stand be- beyond uh, just human understanding uh is uh Um, Extrasensory perception, ESP, uh, like telepathy, uh, mind reading, or precognition, knowing the future, is that real or is that even possible? Uh, Most scientists would dismiss that, but there's a large group of people who believe that fervently, and it's a question to be put on our ultimate question list. Not that I'm saying I believe things like this, but I do feel that they are uh, worthy to be ultimate questions and to be addressed. Obviously, is there life after death? That's a, uh, a, a question that, that affects uh, all of us. I'm not saying what that life is, Maybe That could be further questions, and there's vast differences of people who believe in life after death of what that could mean. Um, religious uh, uh, individuals and the Abrahamic religions of um, uh, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam have a certain kind of belief in an afterlife, at least traditionally. Uh, Eastern religions have a different view of uh, m- merging back into a cosmic consciousness. Uh, people who believe in ESP have different views of of, of what could happen. So we're asking, there are two levels here. One is, is there something, anything after death in terms of awareness or some kind of life? Um, life does not have to be awareness. That's a, a subset of that. And then you can go on to what is that like? And then uh, do near-death experiences reveal an afterlife or anything, that's NDEs. is increasingly um, uh, capturing public attention and public interest. Um, We get many questions about that on Closer to Truth. Um, I'm personally a, a little bit skeptical. Uh, about what these mean in terms of any great meaning, but a lot of people put a lot of stock into it, and it needs to be on the list to be able to uh, uh, explore in depth. Uh, then we get, to, you know, the big question of uh, does God exist or something like God. Uh, the, these are very uh, much uh, critical topics that have uh, occupied people's lives for and an intellectual lives for for millennia. Of course, um, it's it's on the list. It's not the the only ultimate question, but it certainly is. And then if God exists, what is God like? Um, the the attributes of a, of a deity uh, or different kinds of deities, and how do these interact together? And what do different uh, global uh, religious traditions uh, say about that? All different and all exploration. Uh, what are best arguments uh, for uh, theism and atheism? Uh, none of them I submit would be uh, totally persuasive, uh, certainly not in a mathematical or even a, a scientific sense, uh, but to explore best arguments uh, is, is, a I believe, a worthwhile exercise. We do that a lot on Closer to Truth for both uh, atheism and, uh, and theism and, uh, and for agnosticism as well. What causes religious belief? That's a question that deals with human psychology, evolutionary psychology. Uh, uh, what are the aspects of uh, mental functioning that lend ourselves to uh, the religious belief or belief in in a god? Uh, and and if you can show those kinds of uh, co- through cognitive science or 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 neurocognitive science how the brain works, uh, does that? eliminate the possibility of God because we show it physically. No, the religion, uh, religious believers and religious scholars would argue that that Shows how God put into our brain the capacity to understand God. So none of these questions are going to give you definitive answers. People can interpret them differently, but I pose that to pose these questions is critical. That we need to pose these questions and confront them, and and not just one at a time. You've probably heard every question, at least most of them, that I'm going to be asking at different times. But what I want to do is is give you all of them at once, or not, they're not all of them. They just they're just a subset, but give you a whole lot of them. At once, so they, so you can see the vastness of the concept of ultimate questions. Then, do any religious scriptures reveal transcendent truths? Uh, They all claim that they do, but is there anything in any of them beyond just? great wisdom literature. We all recognize the wisdom literature, but is there anything beyond that? Must science and theology conflict? Most people see challenges between the two, although many people try to harmonize them, and and how does that work? Is the universe theologically ambiguous? And what I mean by that is that I know many very, very smart people who are scientists and philosophers, and let's just take the scientists, and while I'd say most of them maybe do not believe in God, a healthy subset do believe. And I pose that you could uh, you know, give them all IQ tests or test their, their, um, the number of papers they've written and how respected they are in science and not be able to find a, a significant difference uh, among them. Uh, and so I then pose the question, if such smart physicists and, and uh, neuroscientists, if, if there are some who do believe in God, What does that say about the evidence that they're they're each looking at? So I pose the question, therefore, is the universe theologically ambiguous? Is biological evolution entirely random? Is the scientific method the only way to know deep truth? Or are there truths about reality that escape the scientific method. Methodological naturalism is, in a sense, the scientific method that you can only know things through um, this kind of physical ap- approach. Is that correct? And then is metaphysical or ontological, the nature of being naturalism, correct? Those are two ways of looking at, at, at naturalism one is the process by which you study it, and the other is the, the substance of what it is. Uh, can metaphysics, which is a philosophical discipline, discern realities undiscoverable by science? Um, most scientists would probably say no to that. Um, I leave that as a question. Can teleology, that means purposes as explanations. You explain something uh, that happens by where it's going, its result, which seems to most scientists backwards, that teleology should never be an explanation. But some challenge that. Some say that teleology, seeing purposes as explanations, can work. Realism versus anti-realism, can we know what reality as, it, as reality really is? We can see regularities and laws, but can we see deeply into, into, into the nature of, uh, of realism? Here's here's one of my favorite, um, and it takes two individuals we've fe- featured on uh, closer to truth and and pits them against each other in a way, um, and they're. That good friend, uh, tragically, Steven Weinberg just recently died, a great contributor to, uh, uh, to science and, uh, and humanity over the course of his uh, great life. But he said, the more we know about the universe, the more we see that it's pointless. So his concept is the more we learn, the more we see that it's pointless. So I ask, is the universe pointless, as Steven Weinberg said? Or is it about something? As Paul Davies says, Paul is one of the people we feature on Closer to Truth a great deal. Um, He's not a theist, uh, but he says that the universe, he's not willing to use the word purpose, but he says it's about something. It's not pointless. And so how do we we, uh, balance those uh, two ideas? And then we have uh, two categories of kind of big questions that we ask, you know, what is the meaning of life, uh, whether it's life generally or my life, your life uh, as individuals in specific. Um, th- that is not a question that we ask uh, greatly on Closer to Truth because it's a uh, it's not a question that necessarily has the the the, the roots in the scientific um, explanations of the world, or dealing with the philosophy, but it is an overarching question that w- would be derived from an understanding of all of the others. And then, is there purpose in life? Um, is there, which, which is very specifically again for uh, our life in general, human beings as a species, my life in, in particular. And I pose these two in in juxtaposition to each other because they're they're often used synonymously, meaning and purpose being the same. And I offer that in order to to parse, in order to dissect uh, and tease apart the concept of meaning and purpose is actually interesting in terms of exploring what these kinds of ultimate questions mean and you know, it depends on your semantics and how you view you, you, you these questions. I look upon uh, a purpose as uh, something that is, um, is an active term, um, that is something that you affirmatively do, while as meaning is a broader term that, um, that can be applied. And then the two um, non-personal questions that are closer to truth favorites, are what exists and why is there anything at all? What exists asks the question, or what are the fundamental irreducible categories of reality? And it's a deep probe into what you think reality is. So if you're a physicalist, basically you would say the laws of physics at some deep level that we probably don't know at this point. Um, if you are a, um, a religious believer, you would say, might say, you know, God is the primary category. But I'm trying to get at in different worldviews uh, this ultimate question: What are those categories that are that are irreducible one to the other? So, for example, consciousness is the big probe of what reality is. Uh, People who are physicalists, neuroscientists, many neuroscientists would believe that it's not a category. Uh, It's just derived from the physical, the laws of physics, then chemistry, then biology, evolutionary biology, neurobiology. um, And then you get consciousness emerging out of that. Others say, no, the so-called hard problem is that uh, consciousness seems so different than the sloshing of neurochemicals and and uh, electrical impulses in the brain that it seems totally different. So uh, they would have consciousness potentially being another category. Panpsychism had consciousness being along with the laws of physics. Uh, Idealism would have consciousness being the only primary category. So question is, what exists? What are those primary categories? And then why is there anything at all? You know, that is the biggest question that you can possibly ask. And it lumps God and and physics and string theory and everything you can think of into the same category and say, why is there something rather than nothing? And this is, um, many would say, the most profound question that we can ask. Now, What I have given you is 53 ultimate questions um, that I happen to like, Um, and and I'm happy that it turned out to be 53. I didn't plan to make 53 questions. It just I put the questions down. I did it a couple of times, and then I counted them. There were 53. And I like the fact that it was an odd number because it signifies nothing. There's no magic numbers here. You may add other questions. I may add other questions. In fact, that's what we do. Let's add more ultimate questions. That's what we do on Closer to Truth. Now, I'm not going to try to answer any of these questions, but I am going to try to organize them. So Closer to Truth itself is organized by three large categories, what we call cosmos on physics, uh, cosmology, mathematics, philosophy of science, consciousness, consciousness, which is on brain, mind, philosophy of mind and meaning, which is on theism and atheism, philosophy of religion, but it also has critical thinking there because that's uh, important. And we're soon to add a fourth on life, which will deal with philosophy of biology. So let's organize or classify these ultimate uh, uh, questions. And I propose, again, nothing magic about this, uh, three uh, frameworks uh, organized by categories, organized by knowledge and organized by hierarchies. So let's look at each one. So here we organize these questions. And again, I have 53, but there may be 100, there may be m- many hundreds of these kinds of questions. So the first is by categories. And we have three categories existence questions, awareness questions, and meaning questions. So in the existence questions, we put all the science questions, especially the physics and the metaphysics, because metaphysics and physics both address. Questions of existence—they do it in different ways, and maybe the physicists don't like the metaphysicians too much. But uh, you know, I believe there's a role for metaphysics in understanding the nature of reality. Uh, then I have awareness questions, and these deal with all the consciousness thing—the uh, questions, uh, whether it's um, you know, what is consciousness, or is there an afterlife, or near-death experiences, or ESP. Uh, All of these kinds of of questions that are related to our mentality. And I, again, I'm not saying I believe these things, just that they warrant uh, inclusion if we're going to have ultimate questions. And then the meaning questions, all the theism and atheism questions, again, with critical thinking needed to address them. So what you believe is, is helpful, but what we do, what we want to do when we're dealing with ultimate questions is subject all of them to critical thinking. And that's what I try to do on Closer to Truth, that there's one core Way of thinking. It's to subject all views to a critical thinking, forcing each one, e- each individual, uh, to present their views and then present um, uh, a- 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 in a logical fashion. And even if they there are what I call leaps of logic or jumps beyond, logic, I want I want to know where they are and to make it clear so we really understand. Okay. The second way of organizing these questions is by knowledge. In other words, how do we know that? This is kind of epistemological way of thinking. So the first is observations and experiments. That's the way we can know things. And those are the, the science kinds of questions. Uh, second category is a theoretical analysis, uh, either iteratively with the observations and experiments or or pure rational thought. Um, questions about God and the universe, uh, like in the Middle Ages, scholasticism was was all pure thought. There are arguments for God that's pure thought, the so-called ontological argument. And in physics, we have many areas that are now highly uh, theoretical that, that don't have experimental justification. And in some cases, people think that almost in principle, they cannot have uh, uh, um uh, observation or experimental um, demonstrations of it, but they're still so beautifully structured and so harmonious working together that they they really and they s- explain phenomena that we have, at least in retrospect, that they're worth considering and and areas of the multiverse, many universes, foundations of quantum mechanics, uh, string theory, these are areas that are under a theoretical analysis, so I differentiate that. Then what I call pure rational thought, which are metaphysical questions, and then revelation, which is um, religious questions. And uh, uh, with, with revelation, I like to point out that some people would say that this is a, a so-called uh, empty set that there's nothing in Revelation that's relevant. Uh, But remember, my exercise here with ultimate questions is to be universally exhaustive, to cover the the landscape, not to be analytical, not to be judgmental. So that's why I I included here. So some people say that asking these kinds of ultimate questions are not really worth much. Uh, These are questions that cannot be answered, some say, and therefore should not be asked. And I disagree. I fundamentally disagree. I cannot think of anything more important other than perhaps morality uh, that defines and differentiates us as human beings. Uh, As we like to say, simply asking ultimate questions brings us closer to truth.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Philosophy for Our Times. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like and subscribe on your platform of choice and visit iai.tv for hundreds more podcasts, videos and articles from the world's leading thinkers.